What is going on, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Berta here. In this episode, we are going to talk about the desire factor. It's the inner game of success. So a lot of people see the outside parts of success. They see the achievements. They see all the different relationship building that people do. But what happens on the inside? What is the mindset we need to have to achieve success? What is that inner game? We'll be talking about that in this episode. We are joined today by a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and law of attraction expert who is a two-time New York Times bestselling author. She is a CEO and founder over at the Quantum Success Learning Academy and Quantum Success Coaching Academy. That is a 10-month Law of Attraction Coaching Certification Program. Our guest who joins us in this episode is none other than Christy Whitman. Christy, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. So happy to be with you. Christy, it is such a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. And we have to think about that inner game of success. We're so focused on what do people seem to have on the surface that we don't have, but we have to think about that inner game. So I'm wondering if you could share with us a little bit on the desire factor. How do you see it? And why is it something that we should really be paying attention to? Well, everybody has desires. A lot of times what happens with a desire though, is we, would, we, we kind of become aware of it. We're aware that we want something. And a lot of times we talk ourselves out of it well, while we can't have it or we don't know how to do it or other people are doing it, who are we to? You know, there's all these reasons we get talked out of it by family and friends that really care about us and they're, they're doing, trying, thinking they're doing something good for us, but they're kind of entering into the equation, all the negativity, like, who are you to do that? You're too old to do that. Isn't that dangerous? Isn't that risky? And so all of our desires, they're not nurtured they're not you move we don't move with that excitement and that energy that gives us life with them we they get squashed or we take a desire and we feel like we got to just take total action like doing the strategies and everything to just move in that direction but what we're missing is that like you're saying that inner game of success that inner game of alignment and aligning our our words that we say with that desire not speaking against the desire our thoughts speaking, letting those thoughts be on success of that desire, the fulfillment of the desire, a perspective that we may not know how, but all we have to do is take the first step and the next thing will be revealed. There's other people, if we don't know how to do it, that we can employ or hire to help us with that project or with that thing, whatever that desire may be. If you, you, you might be wanting to build a house and maybe you don't know how to do it. There's people that have done it before and you can have them consult or hire an architect. So there's ways that we can do these things, but we have to understand that there's resources out there and flow that energy to that. And every action that we take, every emotion that we feel needs to be moving in the direction of having it and attaining it versus working against it. And Christy brings up a lot of great points. And when it comes to desire, especially the desires that have a really big ambition. It's not an easy thing to go after. It's something that's going to take time. It's something that means a lot to you, though, once you accomplish it. And you are going to have people around you who may say, like, you know, that's too big of a desire. Don't go after because Christy mentioned they don't want you to get hurt or anything of that nature. How do we continue to then go after this desire even if we have people around us telling us not to, 
or saying that, you know, we don't want you to get hurt. Like, how do we go after that desire, but at the same time, like not feel like we have to remove people from our lives who don't support that? Well, great question. And I want to just give a personal story. You know, when I was becoming a coach full time, I had been working as a pharmaceutical rep and then as a uh, sales training manager for a biotech company. So I had a nice, you know, corporate little office. I had a good salary. I had a good title, all that. And I really was passionate about moving towards becoming a coach. And so when I told my mom I was quitting my job to go to business for myself to coach, she, first of all, didn't understand coaching. It was like, why would someone even want to hire a coach? Let alone the fact that I coached law of attraction. I had her sit down, watch the secret. She thought it was nice. And then started arguing with my father two seconds later, like doesn't, didn't get it. And then the fact that it was an internet business that I didn't go to a place that was brick and mortar, she just didn't understand. And so every time I would talk to her, she'd be like this worried energy of, are you okay? Do you need money? You know, kind of freaking out. And so what I had to do, knowing that I was following my path, I was following my passion, I had to remember that mom lives in a world where she's worried a lot and she's worried about me and she doesn't focus on what she wants. She doesn't focus on what's the you know, thing that I can joyfully expect. She focuses on the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So knowing who the people are that are in your lives that are more positive or more optimistic and more feeling forward and, and more visionaries and knowing those that are more reactionary and those that tend to be more pessimistic and worried and fear, we have to know who we're going to be relating with. And when we're going to be talking to the mom or the sister or the brother or the mother-in-law that usually functions in worry and fear, we have to really center ourselves in our own energy and our own why, why we're doing what we're doing and allow ourselves to be filled with what we want, why we want, and how we're ultimately going to feel when that business, when that project, when that thing, whatever, that love of our life, whatever we desire, when that comes into fruition, why we're doing what we're doing. And to remember to connect with that and then remember that they are having their opinion. They are allowed to have their opinion, but to be neutral to it by staying grounded in why you want what you want. Let them have their opinion. Yes, I hear you. That's an interesting perspective. Mm. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that, but not taking it on and letting this affect us. I really like that perspective because it's one of those things where everyone's going to have their own opinion, but at the end of the day, you choose how to interpret it. You are the sole decider if that opinion is going to make a serious dent on your ambitions or if it's just going to not affect you. And I love what Christy said, you got to have your own energy. You got to uh, just cultivate it yourself because if you're reliant on external force, like someone, yeah, yeah, good for you. It's not going to work when you have challenges, when those people aren't around and you're hearing from the pessimists. So you have to create your own energy, but this goes into a big point. How do we believe in the desire rather than if we encounter the first big roadblock, we just give up and settle where we are? Well, that's really what faith and trust is all about. And, and what I write about in the desire factor is that that desire came from somewhere. We're the receiver of a desire. 
So that part of us that's breathing us, and I'm going to get a little esoteric and a little bit spiritual here, but that very life that's our co-creative partner, that's beating our heart. We don't have to do that. That's breathing us. We don't have to do that. That's digesting our food. That's growing your nails and our hair. We don't have to do that. That's its part. It's our life. We're the physical part of that life. And so we're co-creating together. We'll look at desires in that way. We are the one receiving the desire. That big part of us, that life part of us, wants that desire for us because it's who we become in the expansion when we attain that desire or move in the direction of that desire. And we as the physical counterpart get to benefit. We get to have the extra money. We get to live in the bigger house. We get to have the bigger business that makes more impact. Whatever it is, we're the ones that benefit from it too. But to look at it as a co-creative relationship, we're the ones that received it. We get to be excited by it, focus on what we want, everything that's in our consciousness, what we say, what we think, what we feel, what we perceive, what we take action in. And in doing so, we take all those little steps that we need to, knowing that that desire, because it's already been given to us, it already is fulfilled. If we can conceive of it and we've already seen the desire, that desire already exists and all things are created twice, first in the mind, first in energy, and then in form. So when we can have that roadblock and go, okay, you know what? I trust the divine. Is this or something better? I had, uh, I had this happen the other day. Actually, this morning, I got a, uh, an email from a company that I'm partnering with. And in my mind, I thought, oh, this is such perfect timing. This, this work that we're doing together is going to go out to a wide variety of people around the month of March. And it's going to be perfect because I'm going to be introduced to this broader audience right before the book comes out. How perfect. Well, I got this email today that the, we're not going to launch it in March. We're going to launch it in May. And the first part of me initially went, oh, wow, that's too bad right? And I had to feel my disappointment about that. And then I went, whoa, wait a minute. Universe has got my back. The, the partner, my divine life partner that's breathing me knows a better, has a bird's eye view of my life. My personality thinking thinks that's the timing. What if May is actually a better time for that program to come out than March would have been? So I'm just going to trust that all things are working out for me. I'm going to trust that the universe has got my back and the universe wants even more for me than I want for myself. And knowing that and telling myself that, that's what I create because we create from our beliefs. So I was easy, easily able to shift that kind of bump in the road or that obstacle and say, whoa, is, I keep saying this or something better. I'm looking forward to the something better because it's going to be even better than I could imagine. And on this thought of trust, I mean, we do have to trust ourselves to achieve our goals. And I think when it, people get stuck or they just settle, I think they just lose trust in their ability to get better or trust in their ability to see the goal to completion. And I feel like a lot of people are gravitated towards not trusting because everyone has a moment where they got burned. Either they set a goal and they didn't achieve it and that still stings or some outside force they trusted betrayed them. So how can we lean more towards trust? Like there's a way to like trust and like, you know, you got to be smart with it, but how can we have a bias towards trust? 
Well, if there's any imprint is what I like to call it, anything from the past that has you focused on what is and what has been that keeps you stuck there, not allowing you to grow and expand or create something new and different, we have to remember that that's energy. That thought, that imprint, that belief, that emotion that most likely wasn't processed when we got the, what I call the bushwhack or the sideswipe, that information needs to be processed. It's energy. And when we can process that energy, then we're free. It's like pushing a reset button. It's like, that's the part of us that gets healed to push the reset button to go, okay, now what do I want? Why do I want it? And how do I want to feel? Because our best thinking and what we attracted created the forms that we have right now. Some of those forms might be really great. Others might be very contrasting. They're not what we would prefer. Or maybe the relationships aren't the way we want them to be. Or the finances isn't the way we want it to be. Or the health of our bodies. That's nothing stagnant. Everything can be recreated. Everything can be adjusted. Everything can come back into alignment. Because when you really think about it, our divine design is to be 100% healthy and in well-being. Our divine design is to thrive financially and to co-create with the divine and literally be a creator leading to whether it's a piece of music or art piece or a website or whatever it may be leads to success. And we're divinely designed to love and support one another. This is like the blueprint, just like we're meant to have two arms, two legs, 10 fingers, 10 toes, two eyes. You know, this is the divine design for us. And as we can move in and understand that that's what we're designed for, that just because my body's been out of alignment, I can bring it back into alignment. Just because my finances have been out of alignment, I can bring it back into alignment. We always have that ability to push that reset button. And the, the desires that we have, going back to the desire factor, we all have a desire factor. Whatever desire we have, that's the thing. That's, that's the part of us that's calling us forward to become something more, to return back into better health, to, to return back into more abundance, to return back into being creative and having success. And I mean, just that building of the trust and realizing that regardless of what the road has looked like before, it's not stagnant. You can recreate, you can make changes based on the past. You can reinterpret events differently. So there's never anything really set in stone unless you choose for it to be that way. And that is a choice that you can change. And as we think more about what we desire and we truly go after the things that we desire, that is a big part of living the type of life we want to live. Christy, this has been such a great episode. For people who want to follow your work, where do you suggest we go? I would suggest go to thedesirefactor.com. When you pre-order the book, you get a bunch of different processes to help you move with your, med- your uh, information to help you create your desires, or you can go to christywhitman.com. We will have both of those links in the show notes. Make sure you check out Christy, her work, and her book, The Desire Factor. Thank you again for joining us on Breakthrough Success. Thank you, Mark.